Welcome back to the Balance with Sam podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm really, really excited you're here. And I'm excited to share this most recent episode with you as I interview my friend, Chad Hargrove. He's an incredible fat loss coach who has incredible infographics. And so I wanted to get him on the show to talk about everything to do with fat loss. If you are just starting in your journey, or maybe you've been in your in a fat loss journey for a while and you're kind of getting stuck, or you just want some help mentally, then you are in the right place. Throughout the episode, we talk about everything to maintaining a social life, keeping mentally sane, and also just trying to ditch your timeline and not just worrying about getting in shape, but focusing on once you get there, how to stay in shape and maintain that shape. So I'm really excited to have you guys tune in. Please give me feedback. You can check out my website, www.balancedwithsam.com slash podcast. Or if you give me a review on iTunes, that would be so incredible. If you just search Balance with Sam podcast, it will pop up. So let's tune in now and I'm excited to see what you guys think. Hey, Chad. Hello, how are you doing? Good. Welcome to the Balance with Sam podcast. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I'm good over here. How are you? I am fabulous. Where are you right now in the world? I'm in. Uh, I'm actually in Ottawa. Um, yeah, I think like if you take a look at my Instagram, it says Toronto, but I've been in Ottawa for a few months now. Oh, nice. How is it up there? Um, I don't know. You know, like where where are you? You're, you're in. Boston. I'm in Boston. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably pretty close to the same um but uh yeah it's a, it's a pretty t- tame area i'm actually in the suburbs so it's a little bit even uh a little bit more boring but uh <laughs> it, it's a pretty tame um people go to bed early uh, <laughs> lame yeah. <laughs> well i wanted to i wanted to get you on the show because uh for a lot of reasons um but for everyone listening, Chad is an online fitness coach, and he also does one-on-one training. Um, and he and I met when we were in New York at a summit, and his approach to fitness is really, really great. And he his Instagram is super inspiring, and um, he just breaks fitness down into simple terms. So that's kind of why I wanted to have you on the show, Chad, and we can go over um, some stuff. Sound good? Perfect. Awesome. Um, so my first like big question um, is is about you, actually, and what your goal is um, with your page. So um, how, maybe how it's evolved over time, but I just kind of want to get a sense for like how you started and, and where you are now and where you're thinking it's going to go. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's definitely evolved. Like I think the page really took off around, um, it, it kind of started, like I was posting to it daily of just like exercise videos, just kind of like, you know, just putting something up and nothing was really getting any traction, but around basically 12 months, 12 months ago, you know, as of like right now, mm-hmm. started doing those graphics and and they caught on pretty good. But um, when I was starting out, it was basically just like, you know, whatever I knew and whatever I could break down and make easy for people to understand, whether it's like, you know, putting up an, an exercise mm-hmm. diet today and breaking that down or um, whatever topics people are asking questions about. But uh, what ended up, ended up happening is like, uh, and you and you probably see this too, a lot of, a lot of the people that are asking questions and a lot of the like they're beginners and whether that's because 
um, you know, the way I present myself or, you know, I'm not the guy with my shirt off all day. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's not like I'm not attracting a hardcore crowd. But what ended up happening, which I really liked, was, you know, mo- most most of my audience, especially like the active piece of my audience is like, like they don't they don't know what they're doing at all. Um, and like, that's not meant to be insulting. It's like, it's, it's refreshing that like you're actually having an impact on like, you know, the regular people out there who know they have to do this stuff, but yeah, uh, but they're not the type that like, you, you know, they're not the type that's going to spend like three hours, you know, making Google searches and, and spending time on, on sites. And even if they were the, the, the types not to have any clue how to break down, you know, what's complete BS and what's useful and what are it's it's the type of people who know this stuff is important but um you know they've got other stuff in their life too so they're just you know they're they're, for lack of a better word um relatively clueless and beginning this stuff uh and just trying to learn it so it's 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 kind of i found it kind of easy because simple um rather than get a little bit too uh you know complicated for people and, and cater to you know other fitness people or uh you know, fitness professionals or, or more of the hardcore crowd. Yeah. I love that. And that's honestly, like, I remember when I found your page, like before we had met, that's what I loved about your approach was that you are super approachable. Uh, and you, you kind of broke it down almost into like elementary terms so that no matter who was listening, they could, you know, they could break it down and, and comprehend it and actually like take action or like gain value from it. Yeah, and that was barely even a strategy. Those are just the only words I understand. <laughs> you only got through second but, grade. I know this. But there actually is like truth to it, and that like I didn't learn any of this in a classroom. I'm not sure if you like you know you did a exercise science degree or, or what have you, but no, um, <laughs> not you know, me. Um, and I like you know like I, I, like a lot of the content I took in when I started off learning the anatomy was very crassy, but you know, it was still not textbook based. It was still uh, like taught in word. like he's using bigger words and stuff. And I had to learn the, the terminology there, but I was learning it from a standpoint that I wasn't sitting there in a textbook. Um, you know, even though I did, I've opened some textbooks, but just sitting there trying to break down what, what he was meaning. But then, uh, but then you find a way to kind of make it simplified a little bit, but, but, but my history, like when I was training one-on-one only, um, and I'm not training one-on-one right now, mm-hmm. but, it was like exclusively, um, you know, commercial gym clients who, you know, we're talking, the, you know, the, the typical like 45, you know, 40 to 50 year old woman who's like, you know, has barely stood up from a desk mm-hmm. in 20 years, let alone um, has an athletic history and like is, is the type that actually knows what they're doing in the gym. So, um, you know, I came from a, I'm, I'm like a lot of trainers come like, you know, they come from the strength and conditioning side or like even like. I don't know if this is like fair to say, but like, like whenever I'm in the States, I find so like, there's such, there's so much more of a culture there where, um, you know, like I, I was in Des Moines recently and like, I walk into the commercial gym there and I'm just like looking around. I'm like, everyone seems to have, and like, like there's a lot of people in the commercial gyms that look like they're CrossFit athletes. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just a serious, so it's just a serious community. I think even more so, but like, you know, my clients were just like exclusively like, I have 50 pounds to lose and like, I don't know how to squat properly or like anything. So, you know, I kind of come from back to my framework. Then it got natural to uh, teach. um, teach Yeah. 
Well, I love that. What is your um? What would you say your your general or like your biggest audience is right now? Like male, female, and what what age range? Um, it is well, being that it's on Instagram, like the age range is typically, I think, like the biggest one is like whatever. How that however they break it down, it's like twenty five uh-huh. to thirty five. Yeah, yeah. And that's more of the platform, not necessarily like the content or or who I'm actually gearing mm-hmm. stuff for. Um. I think most of my clients fall like probably like a little bit higher to the 30 to 30 high 30s yeah. probably uh, probably more of like a financial thing um but uh I, actually that like when we were in New York I was talking to Carter good about um about uh he said his his audience was about 75 25 female mine is now 67 um and like you know, we, we haven't, like, I've started hearing the words I use and, like, you know, like, some of the content, uh, like, more towards the female audience just because, like, if you look at my comment section, there, there aren't that many mm-hmm. dudes. Um, so it just naturally happened that way. But um, his theory on that was, uh, like, the, the more the, the more diet and food stuff you're putting up, the more, the more female, the more women are going to latch yeah. into it. Whereas men are probably more like, you know, teach me how to live heavyweights and, and, uh, you know, let's, let's not, let's not worry too much about technique. and Yeah. yeah. Stuff. <laughs> why do you think that, um, I'm just curious to know like your thoughts on why you think women tend to trend more towards the diet side of things? Um, I had a, like, you know, I was, I was in, when my sister-in-law, that's where I was and, um, he was asking some of the same questions and um i don't i don't know exactly why it's the food thing like the way it to her was um like in my history being in the gym with women they're typically more receptive to like finding out what actually works right um and like because we're smart <laughs> like uh, yeah and i was like, joking this is really funny um actually I, I get into that a little bit but yeah uh, but uh women want to know the right thing to do um and like not all men like i don't want to like you know you know shoot down <laughs> guy. like guys are more 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 likely to go into the gym and just think that like that they, they tend to know everything they don't want to be coached quite as much that's not like universal obviously but um you know like when i started learning about this stuff i learned that i quickly learned based on some simple research that if I wanted to lose weight, diet was most important. So I think women are more likely to spend a little bit of time researching and educating themselves mm-hmm. um, and for help. Um, and they, t- they tend to come to better answers um, because they do that. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I just, they're more, probably more like in a general, at a general level, more body conscious. Um, so more, more likely to, you know, latch on to good quality nutrition information. Um, and they might even be like, this is just totally opinion, but they might be more likely to latch on to stuff that actually seems digestible, um, from like a, like an information standpoint and not so much the types that are like, you know, you might find guys latching on to like all the complicated stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, complicated diet stuff and like, you know, like, you know, digging into, you know, stuff that's actually like, you know, overcomplicated and unneeded, but but I think just like, I think just women just tend to like, just probably looking for better answers. Yeah. Well, I guess your page is like one that I would send them to <laughs> for the good answers. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, so I, I want to kind of use that as a segue into the next like big question for you. And that is, especially with your female clients, but maybe it applies to your male clients too. What are some of like the top things that they ask you or like they struggle with? And they're like, Chad, look, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, like, but I can't figure out whatever it is. Like maybe give me like the top three um, things that you get, you get asked and then we can kind of dive into like what those answers are. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could break it down into the list of three actual things. Like, cause it's just like, like, I don't know, maybe I'll answer it this way. And like, and, and hopefully like, hopefully it's, if you can prod three, a list of three out of me after I'll probably try and think about it as I'm answering it. But yeah, the, the thing that I found out when I was coaching people and like when, when you, when you actually like, you've got a client roster and like uh, like when I had like five clients and like some of my clients were like um you know they knew what they were doing like so so I barely felt like I was coaching them I was just giving them programs and like I think there's a lot of value to that mm-hmm. but then when you get enough clients you start to realize like there's there's a there's a nutrition coaching job to this and you have to like toe the line of psychologist in some cases yes um but uh what I found was the things that trip everyone up uh, and this is actually nice because it doesn't make your job necessarily that hard. Um, and I always thought I had to have perfect answers to these questions, but um, my job is just to make people consistent. So the, the stuff that screws people up is all, um, again, for lack of a better word, stupid stuff. And it doesn't mean people are stupid, but they're prone to believing that this stuff is so complicated and so um, fragile is the word I use a lot because yeah. they, they, they have a bad day and they think they just broke everything it's like, it just doesn't work that way, but we're prone to thinking that, that it does. So like a lot of the stuff is like, you know, I missed a day at the gym. Um, did I just, like, um, I ate, I was supposed to eat 1800 calories today, but I ate 2200. Is that bad? Or even, even sometimes more commonly, I'm supposed to eat 1800 calories, but I was hungry at 15. Like, did I eat too little? Mm -hmm. All these little things that come up that, um, like you're reading this and you're like oh my god this isn't a big deal at all whereas they're on the other end and if they didn't have you to, they didn't have like me or you or something to be like no just keep going yeah. um, they would not go to the gym tomorrow and like maybe eat an entire cake um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's just, like as soon as they feel helpless and they don't have the answer or and like I like this is like you know this is my past too. I'm I'm talking about clients here, but like yeah, me too, uh, me too. <laughs> it's fine though. Like half the time, I'm just talking to myself when I'm like you know. Yes. But it's it's like it's hard to narrow it down to three things, but like as a category as a whole, yeah. It, like it's a it's a like it's a whole bunch of people have been taught to major in the minors, and I'm not sure if that's because the industry does that to people because of all the complications. Mm. Uh, hey like we have this special program that like does like insert a bunch of words you don't understand so you have to buy this product um you know to get the results because like this fitness and diet stuff is just like super complicated um you know and you you have a bad day it's like like basically you've been banished from uh anything so like if people could just realize that like um just keep going (laughs) yeah not a, it's it's I don't want to like I, I'm always careful to like not like simplify the job too much but 
um, because like there is actual science here and there's, there's actually stuff that's like, there's stuff to teach and there's like, there's, there, there's challenges with people's lives, but the people, the, the stuff that people think is complicated, isn't complicated at all. It's usually just how their life interacts with what needs to be done. Um, shit, I, don't, I don't even know if that answers the question. No, that's, that's super helpful. I mean, that's what about 95% of my clients struggle with. And I think just having the peace of mind knowing that I'm on the other side of the phone or you're on the other side of your email, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then just saying like, okay, just get back on track. Like, it's okay. You're not going to be, you're not going to like get fat from eating a donut in the same way that you're not going to lose 20 pounds eating one salad. So just like focus on the big, on the big picture and the little things, you know, whatever, they're fine. But it's a, I guess that's like the tally at the end of the day of how do all those little things add up? That's what's going to be what your body looks like or how you feel. Yeah. It just, it just needs to be consistent. These things that's gotten um, like, but, but you know what I would, I will mention the other side just because I did have a, client, like, a conversation about a specific client the other day who's um, been trying to like get into like a pretty serious shape here. Like she's not out of shape at all right now, but mm-hmm. But she's also like your typical mom of three. Um, spends spends a lot, of, and she, she might she might read this, or she might listen to this, to be honest. But yeah, like spends a lot of time reading stuff on Instagram and that type of stuff. And like my message to her is, um, if you spend too much time listening to to you know like content and 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 posts and stuff about like just be consistent and you can live a little and stuff, you may not actually reach your goal because. Like the thing, the problem with content that like could be read by thousands of people, um, it was directed at a whole. Mm-hmm. You're someone that's like, okay, well, like you know, flexible dieting, so you know, I got to live a little. Um, but you're someone who's like, you know, trying to lose the last ten. All of a sudden, you're you're probably listening to stuff that isn't applicable to you. So like, you know, all this stuff matters in terms of consistency and. Uh, just keep going and like, you know, like let, let's, let's worry about getting you from a point where, you know, you've been like someone who consist- consistently quits after three or four or five weeks or something like that to someone who's like made a lifestyle out of this, who's like, you know, your three or four workouts a week is something that's actually um, more a part of you than, than the part of you that like, isn't mm-hmm. in the gym at all. Then it gets to a point, like if your goals are actually that serious, like th- there comes a point of reality where you have to accept like like when all your friends are out like having like four or five glasses of wine and appetizers on friday night you you might actually have to um like skip it or find some strategies because like your goals are now not just like consistency and be healthy um like you're trying to do something that like you know is a little Mm -hmm. bit different yeah for so that's actually a great topic is like when you're so say you have a client that's in that situation and they have you know the last five or ten pounds they want to lose um and they're taking things more seriously they have the habits built in place but they really get a dial into their nutrition um and you know maybe they're in their 20s or 30s they have a social life what do you what are some strategies that you use with your clients to help them like get over that um that ba- like you know that barrier yeah like if they are like if they are more yeah. serious clients uh, for one like i will say this i don't attract too many mm-hmm. of them uh, and like <laughs> actually with like questions like you're asking 
um, about like top three. In mm-hmm. that case, I'll, I'll get like, and I'm not saying I don't, I would say I probably have, I don't say I don't attract them, but I just think most of my clients aren't, they may want to get there, but they aren't, they aren't even they mm-hmm. aren't there yet. Uh, but like the, the question about belly fat is like basically the process just doesn't change. Like there's no, there's no, like they, they want to lose, you know, belly fat fast. There's no actual, you know, tips and tricks unless maybe you're at the point where you're like, you know, stepping on stage, like in, in six yeah. days. But, but um, like a strategy wise for those people, it's like you want to maintain a social life. They want to go out. Um, and I think like if you're in that like four to eight to even like 12 week period where like, um, I'm not afraid to tell a client, like, like, like I was talking about in that point of realistic, I, I think there just needs to be like an acceptance of reality that like, you're different than your friends are for the next mm-hmm. weeks. Um, like alcohol may be out. Yeah. Uh, it's like, if you work from a, like, when you're at that point, like, this is the way I would differentiate it for someone just with a different perspective. You're not doing this for health anymore. Um, you are pure fitness. Mm-hmm. Like, I would probably try and define what I mean by that. Like, like, like fitness and health are, to me, are a continuum. Um, but once you cross, like, the threat and head straight towards, like, the fitness end of the spectrum, this isn't improving your health anymore. This is, like, either a challenge you've accepted you want to take um, or um, could, like, could be a negative in terms of, like, you know, you're chasing something, think you're going to get benefits from it, you end up don't. Um which I mean, is something else we could talk yeah, about. Yeah, actually. But, um, but, uh, but I think when it comes to those people, actual strategies, um, you know, it comes down to like, obviously it comes down to hitting the macros and, and people have to be serious about actually hitting them. Um, now, I think the two roads you go down when it comes to like living a normal life is like, you know, people play games where it's like, yeah, I want to go out. So I eat more. Mm-hmm. Um, now that can work uh it can also backfire so like you like you have to be a little bit trial and error especially with someone who's never done it before especially with like a normal person who isn't like a physique competitor who has accepted they will not live a normal life um to the extreme to get this done so if it works um and and people can like hold back and do it that's great um but i think in a lot of cases you know, this is where we, we have to watch out for binging and stuff like that or, or how to recover after that type of stuff. Um, for me, like, I think one thing that can help people who, like, don't react well to the whole, like, you know, restrict before the event or restrict, like, after, like, the social situation, like, to get the mm-hmm. numbers right. Actually, like, for me today, like, I'm actually, like, you know, I'm actually in the process of dropping some pretty weight, weight pretty quick, which isn't something I advise everyone to do. But my habits are good enough that, like, you know, if I want to, yeah. I can. But this afternoon, I'm going to a barbecue. I'm not sh- like I, I probably have a plan to like want to do with this barbecue if I like have a few drinks. Um, but what I'm going to do, no matter what, is basically have a huge meal beforehand. And I don't mean huge meal beforehand in terms of calories, but I will probably have a very boring, big chicken breast, a whole craft load of vegetables. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, some sort of, like, it'll probably be, like, balsamic vinegar and some spices. So we're talking, like, a meal that I would equate to, like, somewhere around 400 calories. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably, like, a glass of water or two. So I want to go into this event full. Um, 
so that they don't feel like eating much. Um, and I'm someone that can eat like way beyond, like I don't really have much of a, a um, you know, you know, a sense for being full. Uh, I think yeah. it's just a, like years of overeating, but, uh, but going into this full will, will help me eat less, for, eat less for sure. Yeah. That's a great strategy. And that works for me too. Um, sometimes, yeah. like you said, like, I kind of want to go, go back to what you were talking about, like the, the binging, like the, you know, restricting and then going into an event like that. And like, have you yourself, or maybe I'm sure your clients have had that happen, but uh, can you talk a little bit more about that restrict before the binge and like kind of go into that in in a little bit more depth? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think my, my early twenties, like I was like a binge restrictor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, like diet hard um, and like go out with your friends and um, like drink and then, you know, go eat poutine or, or uh, like three slices of pizza or and like and then and then some like um, so I'm, I'm really cautious with the binging stuff. Clients, like I've been told like, no, like I, I told I, I told the client once, like, you know, like on a binge, I could eat like 8000 calories. Yeah. Um, said that like that's impossible. I was like, like the next like I'm not saying everyone who binges or eats too much on a Friday or Saturday night after drinking or stuff and eats that much. Yeah. But, um, but I do tell them, I'm like, you know, when you get to a point on like Friday night, like, and you're actually tracking calories and you stop tracking because it's too hard ju- just make sure you understand your estimate is probably like, like inaccurate by not just a little, but by a lot. Um, and I don't think people realize just how much they eat um, like up into the, the like, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 calories. It's not like you just ate a couple hundred calories when you stopped counting. So that's not too hard to count. Um, but for me, actually, and like, it wasn't even that long ago that I got rid of it completely. Um, and uh, what really helped was just dieting on high, higher calories. Yeah. Um, like, let's find out how much I can possibly even lose weight. And fortunately for me, it was actually pretty high. It was like, it's, it's up around like 2,500 calories. I was losing a pound a week. Um, That's awesome. I was like, what was I? I was like 198 pounds. Now the reason for that, and this is another thing, um, is I was on my feet. Like, and you can relate to this. I think you're still training quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Like, like this is um, like I was. You know, I wasn't. I didn't have a pedometer, but I was probably still doing like 16, 18,000 steps a day. More because you know I was in Toronto. I was like you know subway here back, like running back and forth. some like my work day would start at five. It would end like, you know, whenever I crashed, like it's 10 a.m., 10 p.m. or something. Um, the amount of steps I was doing was absurd. So this is like the fact that I could lose weight on that much, you know, like I could probably lose weight on more. Yeah. But, um, but I think that helped. The fact that I went into the weekend, like full, like I just don't think it works that well when people eat like, okay, well, the weekends are, e- the, the weekdays are easy. So I can eat 12, 1200, 1300, 1400, 1500 calories a day. Um, and then the weekends are like, you know, because like, I don't think they realize like, it's not just that the weekends are harder. It's like some people are just like, they've cumulatively gotten emptier and emptier in their stomach until like Friday. Yeah. Like, it's like, like it's like a buildup on Thursday. Like you're probably going to eat less on Saturday, you know, or if you like, if you eat a little more throughout the week, you're going to eat less like through like on the weekend. Like you're still like, like the way you eat on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is going to affect the way you eat on Saturday. Um, 
and especially if you're really restricting and, and like you put yourself in situations where it's like it might even not even just be the social situation you're in like you might be eating three more pieces of pizza than you even you know yeah. like what had you been more full i forgot the original question so i'm rambling now. no no it was just about binging like, this is no this is so helpful it's actually like i don't know about you but and how your diet is going but i i'm currently in like kind of a fat loss phase but it's pretty like very slow it's it's more just like getting down to a body fat that I can maintain um but I remember the first time I dieted myself and I was like determined like and was very very strict and I stuck to it and it was great and I didn't binge while I was dieting but after the like quote-unquote reverse diet just was awful like I went from being super uh like tracking everything and just being on top of my shit to being like i'm gonna eat everything (laughs) you know and like even what you were saying with like the monday through thursday or the monday through friday and then feeling like saturday and sunday it's like monday through monday through friday you've been underwater and saturday and sunday you're coming up from air and when you're coming up for air you're just getting all the food that you can get your hands on um that feeling of like oh my god thank god i can eat like a lot of food is is really at least for me it was so mentally like taxing because i would just think about food all the time because i was restricting myself too much but i just didn't know it i didn't know like what the problem was and why i felt the need to like want like why i wanted to binge eat like i didn't really want to but my body was like craving more and more and more food and i think that that was exactly why yeah yeah, well, it's like, it's not all, like, not only are you putting yourself in a hard situation, but you're like, putting yourself in a hard situation on the weekends after dieting hard. Yeah. Like, like it's a hard situation, but you're also putting yourself in like, the worst, um, you know, like hunger, and craving environment, because you just deprived yourself the entire week. Um, so like, you know, when it comes to clients now, like, I, I do have a pretty good number of clients who would note like, like binging past um yeah like you like you got to be careful about like because there's different reasons people can bend some sometimes it's like they, they aren't our scope that like sometimes it is medical sometimes it is like like hey go see a psychologist that mm-hmm. mostly on this but like most of the people that come like to me or you um their binging is usually from like a diet history um yeah and they didn't start binging because like they they set like a reasonable deficit um they followed the 1200 calorie a day diet um you know when they were like 170 pounds or something um trying to lose two pounds a week and like but also trying to be a flexible dieter (laughs) like it's just that like let you know you know at some point uh you know flexibility breaks but uh but so so I'm I'm big on like I don't always do this but I but I do it a lot especially if someone notes that and it's just like you just have to like for one mentally you just have to teach people to slow down um, and I always worried about this when I was first starting because it came off as like self-serving like no no slow down you got to stay longer and like so so I end up making more money off you um, I ended up finding finding out is actually people really appreciate when they just tell you to slow down yeah. Actually, I thought I thought it sounded self-serving, but it was actually like you know what people need to hear and what they appreciated. Um, yeah, but it's explained properly. But 
But, uh, but the other thing I do is like, I'm just like, I'm going to set your calories at a place where I'm not even sure if your weight's going to go. Um, and don't worry because if it doesn't go down, that makes complete sense because you're eating like 13 times your body weight. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but just don't worry because like, we can always go down. Your weight actually does go up and I'm not talking, and like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be really clear about this. Like, and I'm not talking about like the random Tuesday where it goes up two pounds. Like we're going to have to handle that conversation as well. But, um, but basically like, let's put it in a place where I'm just like, I'm completely cool if your weight, uh, if your uh, weight stays the same. And in most cases, like the clients that I do that with, they're already in a position to like drop some, drop some measurement off their waist anyways, mm-hmm. even if they don't lose weight. So I'm just like, well, we're just like winning completely because like, yeah, so much food that like y- your problem is you can't eat it all. Um, so like you're not heading into the weekend hungry at all, um, and and you're losing fat already. And 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 just so you know, um, we got tons of room to work with here to like keep that happening. Um, so let's just wait it out. Like it's just like you know you're handholding them through like the process the way it probably should be. Um, it's not going to be like that with everyone, but um, but just like just kind of deal with the diet on more calories. Um, and that can be like very, very powerful as far as like people that had like more of a, I guess, like quote unquote diet and like, you know, binging history. Yeah. Do you have clients that, so I actually, I've had some clients recently that have followed 1200 calories, uh, for a while and they came to me and they're like, you know, I, I'm eating in a deficit and this, and I'm not seeing change. And then, you know, they tell me they weigh 200 pounds or 175 pounds and they're eating 1200 calories. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, are you starving? And the Mm -hmm. answer is like, no, like, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not starving. And yeah. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I would be starving and I'm five foot two. I weigh 125, 130 pounds and yeah. I'm starving thinking about that. So when, when that happens, what do you tell those, those clients? Like, how do you kind of transition them to helping them be like, okay with eating more? Um, in this situation, are they losing weight or are they not? Yeah. Their goal like, is to lose weight. This would be a client with like who's binging. Mm. Um, you know what? Like, like, well, I mean, this would be like basically like an incoming client, right? Right. Um, uh, honestly, uh, I would probably like tell them, "Here's what I think." Um, you know, like, like this is this is what we're gonna have to do. This isn't working for you. Um, like, I, I would basically say, like, your goal should be stopping binging more than it should be losing the next five pounds. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like in the way I would word it for them. Like, and I think you have to be really clear and I'll, I'll, I'll probably be really clear on two points with this person. Um, and I'm assuming in this case, we probably like have barely started working together um, or like, like, cause I'm probably at this conversation with this person before they actually pay. Um, I would probably say two things. If you never get rid of this business behavior, you will never get to where you want to go um and uh it like it just like the word sustainable is just gone mm-hmm. uh, and uh the other thing is if you're not willing to do it this way i probably won't work with you um which is not a position i was really in to start because i had bills to pay um so like i would like you know probably try and have that like not necessarily try and like sneak that conversation past the payment but what i mean is like i probably also at that 
wasn't experienced enough to be like, this is the way I'm going to approach this. Yeah. But, um, but people tend to listen and especially like, like when you get to, when you get to like, there's a lot of like stuff that's like, yeah, like this depends on you and we're going to have like, and there's a lot of like, let's wait and see how you handle this. Mm -hmm. But there are some things at this point, especially like, I think the experience point doing it um, for long enough and handling people's nutrition, you start to like, just, you know, like, it's not even, you have to think about it. It's like in the past when I was really direct around like a couple of things, they appreciated it and they listened. Um, or they didn't, but in most cases, like people appreciate, like, like when you have something very black and white, um, you know, being, being really direct or at, about the communication can be helpful. And like, like, like I say, like, like, I don't think I've ever been in a position where I said like, you know, and I'm definitely not in my way as a highway person. This is just like, you know, this is just one of those things that like, I just have to be that way with, but I, I don't think I've ever come to a situation with like in the few situations it's come up where i've been like it has to be that way um or else i'm very very like i just don't think it's gonna work um and like i wouldn't work with you in that case i don't think i've ever had a situation where the person didn't come on and do what i said yeah um and it worked out like and like you like you find out these people are losing weight on higher calories and like you know it's just like it's awesome like it wasn't a crazy switch like you had the answer it's like going to the mechanic and paying them like a certain amount of money for like for him doing like you know switching one nozzle and you're like oh god like why did i pay for that so well it's because you would have spent two years trying to figure out know, which nozzle <laughs> you know yeah no it's yeah. it's so uh, true um but like that's powerful because like if you actually if, in that situation if you give them that fix um like that's like that's the rest of your life you may affect some like help them fix something and it's not crazy complicated um but I'll tell you right now, like, like, like some of the stuff we do, like, it's not crazy complicated, but people need someone to be hand, like, they need to be guided and handheld through it. And like, like coaches need to be like, this stuff isn't easy to navigate. Of course. Yeah. Have you had a experience similar to that yourself? What's that? Um, where you were maybe like in a, in a diet, like you said earlier, you talked about how you didn't have too much of a, um like a hunger satiety like you you have a hard time figuring out like when you're full from overeating right then i'm assuming like you've gone through your own journey right and have you had that moment where like maybe you worked with someone else or you realize it yourself like okay i have to step back and like this is what i have to do even though it's might seem counterintuitive or like you know not be what i want to hear but i gotta do it yeah like i I don't know. God, I mean, going back, like my weight at the lowest of my adult life was like 170, 173. I mean, this would have been like 19. I'm 31 now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would have been down. Like that wasn't like I was just a skinny kid. Like that was down from like, you know, being like 18 or 19 at like 200 or something. Um, and I think like, actually when I started training, I think I got up to like, I think the highest I ever saw the scale was 235. Now, I think that was, like, five pounds up from 2.30 after, like, one night I really went after it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I've been coached twice. I've had coaches twice. Uh, like, like I, I was with Jordan Syatt for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, that was more about just getting me consistent. Um, I did, I, like, I did get into great shape. I maintained a lot of it. Like, that, that was, like, two years of just, like, really solid training. Yeah. Um, 
And then, but I, but, but after that, and this, this one, like, I fault more than anyone's, but like a- after that, um, I, I probably still had a tendency to, to like go out and eat too much. And like, I'm, like, I'm talking like, like I was, drinking was a problem. Um, like, not like I was an like having like six to 10 to 12 or, or whatever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, you know, like, then it's like the natural choice after that is go to eat too much food. And like, I could easily have been on a diet point. So it just stuff gets out of hand. Um, but uh, I, I did a coaching stint with uh, a company called Stronger You, which you probably be familiar with. Yeah. Uh, if you know Derek Stanley, I, I spent some time with him. That was really helpful. I, I, like the, I like a lot of what they stand for and what they do. But that was pure nutrition. And I just like, I wanted to program for myself at that point. Um, cause I just like, I just thought it was a good idea to just go like, you know, practice some stuff and try some stuff and, and, and that sort of thing. But, um, she was like, that was the first time I had high calories. And that's like, they had macro counting where Jordan was calorie protein, which doesn't mm-hmm. make a difference. However, for me, I was skilled enough to handle it. Um, sure. um but, that, but they were really forceful on like, I started my diet on like 285 cal- Mm-hmm. Um, which is like pretty high um but i thought like the way they did it was like it discounted me full um and i was losing weight like obviously i was moving around a lot but but that was that was extremely helpful from uh from like that just get like from a, like that light bulb went off when i was like maybe i should start my diet to 1600 calories a day um, right. you know like it's just like because it's it's great to use this willpower and it's great to see the scale go down two two times a week but um the, the, like the thing is is like yeah after a binge you can like you can pick pick yourself up and get up the next day now if you haven't like this is where doing it alone can be challenging like sometimes a simple answer like like yeah just like diet on 200 but the thing is is when people put their calories so low like actually this is a good point like what people do, and this happens after people lose a lot of weight too, is they start to normalize um, the low number they choose. Mm. So if they've done a 1,200 calorie a day diet, and this happens probably even more if they're the person who eats 1,200 calories a day five days a week and stops counting on like, you know, a couple times where they're eating way more and they're mm-hmm. not losing weight, they actually think they're maintenance calories, whether they've actually like conceptualized this in their head or whether it's just like, you know, an automatic thought process, they now think their maintenance calories is 1,200 and eating any more than that um, is weight gain. Mm. That's like so far from the truth. Right. Um, so now you've got someone who like, like, and this is like even in a proper diet situation where someone actually just like loses weight, like really, really like sustainably. And then, you know, there are whatever, like, you know, let's say like 140 pounds and their, their, their calories like you know the lowest they got to get like to the shape they wanted was like 1400 um and they counted really well and they're really consistent and th- that 1400 came on fridays and saturdays across the entire week that was their average and it was really consistent mm-hmm. um but what they don't realize is like their maintenance calories not even like starting to add weight back but their maintenance calories could, could easily be like 2000 um 1800 1900 yeah how much they're moving but but people start to think that they don't 
they don't really realize how far away from normal they've gotten. Um, and like, you know, again, that's just like, you know, the challenge with people coming out of diets again, this is all like stuff that like when, when we're a coach and we're watching this stuff happen, we're like, okay, these are the easy answers. Like, no, like, like you could probably eat 2,200 calories a day and, um, you might gain like a pound over the next three weeks, like right. an, actual, an actual pound, like not like, you know, yeah, you just like a pound of water or something. Water. Yeah. whatever but yeah. um they've just they've just all of a sudden forgotten i was like you know the reason you got into the shape you got was you sat at the desk and didn't do much else um and like whether you realize it or not because you weren't actually counting like the the fact that you were eating a lot of convenience food a lot of processed food going out to eat a lot um you were probably eating like somewhere on average uh you know 2900 calories a day Mm-hmm. Um, and you didn't do this for like three weeks, which is what we're talking about here. Um, you did it for years. So like, like, like I can gain in my, like, I, I'm a little bit different because I, like in my past, I could gain a lot of weight quickly. And then I would just go on a diet quickly. Um, most people I deal with, like they don't have all that diet baggage behind them. So like the weight they've added in a lot of cases was actually just really, really steadily added over a long period of time. Sure. So they can actually like, you know, when you tell like, you probably actually ate this much, whether you realize it or not, like if you can tell me you didn't, uh, I would ask you, did you count every calorie for the last five years, which no one actually counts until they're dieting, um, right. which is another problem. But um, yeah, uh, there we go. Another tangent on my part. But No, that's good. I love tangents. <laughs> yeah, it, it works well. <laughs> no, that's really helpful to hear because you know, you, you, we see that so much, like so many clients, no matter age, height, weight, anything, they're just eating 1200 calories. Cause that's just the number that was thrown out there way back when. And so for people to be at peace with knowing like, yeah, you can eat more food, like trying to overcome that stigma of if you eat more than 1200 calories, you're, you're going to like gain weight, die, you know? And I, I think a lot of, especially females, a lot of females are scared to eat more than that. Um, because they're they're scared they're gonna blow up, just in the same way that they're scared that when they lift heavy weights they're gonna get bulky, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like just bringing awareness and, um, you know, science based like facts, like your infographics are so helpful in making it very clear that that's not the case. Twelve hundred calories is an arbitrary number, mm-hmm. just like three sets of ten is somewhat arbitrary. You know, it's like. It, there's just these numbers that are used as like baselines, but everyone's going to have to adjust from there. So not getting too hung up on that calorie number, like nailing 1200, you know, or maybe it's like so far from what you should be eating, but you don't know. So it's like, when you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> a, lot, a lot of this stuff comes down to like, just like, the person with the body someone else wants did a 1200 calorie a day diet. Like whether like, and I think like, I don't know where the 1200 calorie a day magic number comes from, but I swear it's like, you know, from like um, an article on women's world or something, <laughs> you know, like, you know, what it after used diet for eight weeks to go from pretty in shape to in shape enough to like, you know, like have her stomach showing for three scenes in a movie. Yeah. What diet did you use to look like that? Well, I, I ate almost nothing for, 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 you know, you know, like six weeks. It's like, it's like, okay, well, for, 
got 50 pounds to lose, like, you're going to, like, go insane. Right. Let's be, like, your starting points are just completely different. So this is another area, like, these things are kind of obvious, but um, it's just, like, there's just so much misinformation out there that, um, you know, (laughs) I'll go back to Women's World. Um, I think think my mom reads that. But, um, (laughs) but, uh, it's like, there's nothing in there telling them, like, you know, like, you're in a completely different place than, than this person is. And that's not like supposed to insult you. That's just like, that's just the, actually the truth. Yeah. It's just like objective fact. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we can't, we just have to find a soft way to make sure that you understand that like, like you're not going from, you know, 119 pounds, like, like, like petite model actor or something who goes from like, you know, 112 pounds to like in perfect lighting, um, mm-hmm. you know, angles and whatever it's just like like your goal may never to be that that point um and you're just not at the point now where like any of this is even relevant for you um but uh you know in the fantasy world we live in um i don't say that again like insultingly you know it's just like the, the way people compare themselves um this is this just goes back to like this is why people like this is why people shouldn't be like this is the number one people mistake people make like you shouldn't be doing this stuff on your own um like the repercussions aren't like oh i just like didn't lose weight it's like no you created an eating disorder um you've you've completely like when you get good help like like the relations people get with food over this stuff like this is actually like these are real issues Mm -hmm. (laughs) this isn't like I failed my diet. I didn't lose weight. That's sort of embarrassing, but like, you know, it's like, just like, there was a time where the fattest person was like, like, like the richest, <laughs> you know, that's not the case anymore. Now it's like more of an indication of a lack of self-control and, and some other stuff probably. But um, it's like, like you, people need to accept the fact that like, if you're looking to like, change your life and get the benefits and like when it comes like i'm not so much and i think i alluded to this earlier i'm not a huge person that's like you know you should go out and get into the best shape of your life unless you're in it for the challenge or a few other things but if you think it's like you know gonna get all the other things like you know more traction and um better health even um you'll probably be mistaken but um when it comes to like people like trying to lose 50 pounds like you're looking at going through a process that's going to last one to two to three years plus continuing on at a normal pace and uh like i don't want to say it's not possible on your own but like like i wish you very good luck going through a process like like that trying to manage everything that goes on through is like some of the psychological stuff and even though it's easy to fix like hey yeah just um and keep eating vegetables and stuff um like stuff's gonna happen life's gonna happen like you know you deal with enough clients like you see, you see what goes like it's not just your life that's so like challenging sometimes it's like you've got a whole handful of people that are going through shit and like as much as they need to be able to back off of their goals a little bit and like you know handle their stress um that's hard to navigate when you're not like have someone reasonable on the other end helping you out yeah a hundred percent like support and also just looking at a situation not subjectively you know yeah. Yeah. Um, because emotions can take over and then they, if they start to dictate, you know, how you move forward or how you act, then that's, you know, that can be a recipe for 
not disaster, but it can just be a recipe for lack of consistency or forward progress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. Well, that was really helpful. I feel like you just covered the whole, like, in a nutshell, you know, like a lot of struggles that people looking to lose fat go through and also like kind of how to step back and look at it and it's like I think it's easy for us or them or anyone that's listening right to like get in your own head um yeah yeah that's that's like that's like the thing I would say is people just like sometimes they self-sabotage but sometimes it's like like uh, yeah it's always just like some sort of head game Mm-hmm. It's so mental. Um, so I guess let's, I want to, I want to wrap up, but before I do, um, I'm going to make you answer a question again. So get ready. Um, if you had to give someone lo- looking to lose fat, um, three, I'll say three to five and you can, whatever you can pick three to five tips going into their fat loss journey they're just starting out or maybe they've done it before but they've failed or they haven't succeeded to you know hit what their goals are whatever um what would be like three to five things that you would tell them when they're starting out um yeah okay um well for for one like some of these tips are going to be things that like well actually maybe number one is like not no advice you ever read is gonna like is probably gonna fix every like you like you might hear these tips or you may see something on uh, on Instagram or the reading you're doing. Um, it may take you time to actually learn what that actually means for you. Like what I'm like, it's just like telling like tip number one would be like, don't compare yourself to others. Like try not to, and especially like try not to think that like, like every like before picture you see on like Kayla Christina's, um, um, <laughs> Yeah, is is indicative of the progress everyone is getting, um, because we're not we're, we're probably we may not even be talking about a one percent here. We we might be talking about like a zero point zero one percent. These people like lived that life a hundred percent yet to diet, um, and like any before and after picture, I'm not convinced that every one of them looked like that six months down the road. Yeah. Um, so like avoid comparison and like, that's a tough one because that's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was like, and and I think this usually like, because I do this a lot with clients cause I have clients on the scale every day. Um, and if like Same. very, very little, do I deviate from that if at all possible? And most of the time there are a few people that like ask questions about it, but I've never had someone stay away from it. But like the scale thing, um, get comfortable with the scale. I think it is important. Um, I don't think it means that it's important every, like, I think there could be times where you don't want someone off of it. Um, but I think like you got to find a way. And like the only way I've ever known how to, t- to teach someone how to get off, like how to like be comfortable with the scale is to coach them through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think like you got to give that one time because you have to see that like, um, you know, when you think you did bad and you gain weight because of that or, you know, you get frustrated because um, you did really well and the scale went up. Like, like people think that like they can actually predict what the scale is going to do. And a lot of times I think you got to go through a period where you have to see the trend do what it does when you've been good. But I think you also have to start to realize that like, you know, when you think like 
the scale went down because you did good. Well, like sometimes you're going to have, like, I think it's also important to get someone ready to see the fact that someday it's going to go up when you did good too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like that. And I think like getting comfortable to scale, I just think is a big thing. I made a post the other day about like, um, like how, like, like getting on the scale once a week um, as a solution to avoiding scale fluctuation is like avoiding looking at your credit card statement <laughs> after you went on a shopping spree. It's like, it still happened. Yeah. You're just avoiding actually getting comfortable with it. Uh, and, and like actually like doing some stuff like long-term to like, actually, you know, if you start looking at your credit card all the time, I bet you'll spend less. Yeah. Um, so that's another one. Um, the other one is uh, like a basically a mental trick. And like, I swear, like Gary V the other day took this one from me. Um, <laughs> you should tell him <laughs> but I, actually i brought this one up when i talked to garrett hamilton a while back and he liked it but um like take the take your timeline like like you want to lose this much weight in this much time or you want to get into this type of shape however you did like timeline the worst but um it's not going to stop people from having them um so take your timeline and multiply it by five um mm. now and if that's depressing for you, let's have a conversation about that one. But, um, and I mean, like, you know, not you, but the client. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm depressed. I, Dad, help me. <laughs> that one in business and made it five years long. Now, the cool thing about it is, like, I'm not going to get into the goal, but, like, that goal has been smashed in, like, a matter of, like, 14 months versus uh, 60. So, yeah. Is that, like, Give yourself a serious story. I'm like, I listened to Jordan talk about this uh, a few weeks ago, I think on his podcast, but um, just worry about consistency for this long rather than like the shape you're going to get into in a matter of like 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, like the benefit of this one is like, oh, all of a sudden this doesn't seem so stressful, right? Um, because like, like, like you got to start to get on the light. Like, uh, like if we can get you consistent for three years, not necessarily, you know, not necessarily saying you we got to be, be together for three years, um, but like, if you can get consistent for three years, like you just won this whole thing. Oh yeah. Because now, whatever shape you want to get into is probably actually just like a matter of like, you could probably get into whatever shape you want in a matter of like four to eight to twelve weeks. Right. Um, there, and now you have all this control over what kind of shape you're in, and you gotten all like most of the benefits you're ever going to get out of this are going to come um probably well probably quite a bit before that three-year period but it's just a like like let's not put you into the stressful period where you're trying to like freaking out about losing 12 pounds in 12 weeks yes exactly i think understanding that the only timeline is the one you make for yourself, right? Like the only rush on it is the pressure you put on yourself. Like we have our whole lives, not to say that, you know, take your sweet ass time, but also like, just give yourself a break, you know, like it, it's going to take time. And if you're so worried and focused on that end result, then it's going to be a lot less enjoyable. Uh, So just trying to work every day, nailing away like little things to become habits, to become just part of who you are, then, you're going to start to really enjoy the journey a lot more. Exactly. Exactly. When this is a stress, like, like the stress of this all is just like, like people have stress, stressful lives in general. It's like when you stack this like ridiculous fitness goal um, that like the other thing is, is like when you lose that 12 pounds in 12 weeks, there's a pretty good chance. Like for one, like they have a mirror goal, not, not like a, 
not like a um, a weight loss goal. They just attributed 12, 12 pounds off to like some picture they saw online. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to look like when I lose 12 pounds. For one, that's going to be disappointing because you're probably going to find out that's not actually the case. Um, like you might act like you just might not have as much muscle as that person. Like, right. you know, just like, so this is going to take some time too. Um, the other thing, Frig, I just had it in my head. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? Oh man. Really good. Oh, oh now I got to think. Uh, I'm losing my job. Chad brain, Chad brain. <laughs> um, the other one. Oh yeah. The other one is, um, take point A is, uh, as, um, as seriously as you take point B. Um, so uh, we're, we're heading on minute 60 here. So I've like, I'm, I'm again, lost to like really touchy feely ways of saying this. But like <laughs> probably sucks. What I mean by that is like the way you're relating to like, 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 I mean, this, this might be able to be like 0.5, but like the before and after world we live in. And like, obviously I use these because like, like business wise, they're helpful. And I think that's important. Like, I don't shy away from the fact that like I use them for business purposes to make a sale. And I mm. think to realize that a lot of the content that I use is driven to, um, yes, help them. Like a lot of it is like, I don't want like the posts on my page, like take it and use it. And I hope it's very helpful and it provides context and that's actual information to be actually useful for you. Yeah. But when I post a before and after picture, I'm usually trying to make a sale so that being said, the before and after picture world we live in sucks um, because it's it's turned it like the only reason you're taking action on this diet because you want to look like that. Um, I think that's well for failure. But what 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 I was saying about take like well point yeah point B being bad, but um, take point like the part I want to focus on is taking point A uh, as seriously as point B. Um, being that you actually have to know where you are to have any clue how to move forward wherever you want to go. Um, and I think more than people have a problem with like where they want to go, uh, people have a massive, massive like inaccurate view of where they actually are. Um, and like I, uh, I write it straight up on a lot of my posts. Like I, I apologize. Like, and I think it's important to people like, you know, I'm not just like trying to ram like inconvenient truths down your throat. <laughs> demoralizing but um i just think the truth should be like really damn helpful uh, like i'm there with you yes <laughs> you're not as old as you think you are um and this is powerful because now you know why you didn't get there in 12 weeks mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> like there, there's nothing wrong with you. you you've just you've been at a desk for like since you were a child um you didn't move too much you got injured a lot like you haven't been consistent for years like like the body did what it did for very like 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 I, like the post I wrote the other day when I like gained ten pounds um, because like I've been, like I'm I'm an online coach now which I didn't really realize it but it means I sit on my ass all day which which is pretty good perspective because it does change a lot of things yeah but uh, I have to like take walks now yeah like, set your timer to get up exactly it's like I got to take my morning pills and stuff <laughs> put your uh, dentures in yeah. But, uh, but like, 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 I don't want to say like, I don't like, I have all this stuff easy and like, be, you know, being the fitness person that like, you know, you, you get on my level or whatever. But, um, but like I gained 10 pounds. It's like, 
Like, I didn't care. Like, for one, like, the part of me that gained 10 pounds and, like, doesn't feel that great is not as much a part of me as the, the consistent year that I spent doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, getting back on track is just, like, I just have a really, really objective and honest view of what I have to do. Just, like, get back to normal, dude. Um, but but you only really get there after years of consistency. But the, the point A thing is just, like, like, I, like, I do a lot of, like, like, I like getting to a point where I'm with a woman and she doesn't have enough muscle. And I'd like, you know, if you're eating more than you've ever eaten on a daily basis in your life to the point where you're eating more than you even want to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is amazing because, like, they're really, really nervous. You're really, really nervous. Now I'm getting off track, but I'll come back around. I, I'm, yeah. They have minor freakouts on a weekly basis. Um, and I hope, like, you know, my character is like kind of it comes off well and not like I'm a dick, but like minor freakouts on a weekly basis, my, my clothes get tighter, like all this stuff. It's like, no, no, no just keep going. Like, like you're not going to gain some boundaries. Right. Um, re- like, remember that time you were losing weight and like that day where you gained three pounds in a day? It's like, it's like scale mm-hmm. Um, But, uh, but it's powerful because you get to a point where like, I don't even want to eat anymore. It's like, oh, this is, this is an awesome problem. Um, but my point on that is like the like, pe- people just like it, it comes down to people putting too much focus on weight. Um, if I lose this twelve pounds, I'm going to look like this person that lost twelve pounds. Right. Um, like you, you don't realize that. Like, and I think like the people like you want to look more like. Like it, considering like especially when it comes to like I would say like my clients and probably most of yours as well like definitely the people who are like interacting more on more with myself on Instagram um, like you, you may not realize like the, the people you're looking at don't just have like two or three pounds of muscle which like two or three more pounds of muscle like across the entire body must be really it's like barely even noticeable yeah um, it's like you know just like maybe in like an extra sheath of like hardness which is good because that's like kind of what a lot of women are after um but you might not realize that like you're in a position where you're learning how to like deadlift you know 20 pounds um and the person you want to look more like um you know just drew like you know 50 pounds for bench press or like you know just like mm-hmm. looking like if paying attention to like some of the stuff ben bruno posted like and I don't want to say everyone wants to look like Kate Upton or a model or something, but she's like deadlifting two like hip thrusting two hundred pounds. Um, right like, behind like, the scenes, like there's a whole other story. These like this point A stuff. What I mean is like in a lot of cases, the people you want to look like have a good 10, 15, 20 pounds more muscle than you, and um, that does not come on in twelve weeks. It comes on like one, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it doesn't come on while you diet. Like maybe a little bit of it does, um, but most of it won't. So it's like you know, I think like for one, just honest communication about like where people actually are, um, and as long as it's coming from a place of caring and like honesty, I think people people are very receptive to it. Yeah. Uh, but like that would be a tip, and like, like you got to find out where you actually are, um, because if you don't know where you are, like your your realism over this stuff is just completely shot from the beginning which i think is what screws a lot of people up um and five i mean like I, i'll just mail it in on the yeah ditch the timeline. i think i talked about it twice already but um more specifically ditch the timeline um 
like focus on process. Like there should like there's no end. Like if you're gonna get into the shape you want, and like no one answers me when I say when I say like, do you just want to get into the shape or do you want to stay in the shape? Never in the world have I said so heard someone and and like in a case where someone's trying to get into stage shape, I like we would have a problem if they said they wanted to stay in that shape. Right. But clients, um, if they said like I want to lose fifty pounds and like you know like fit into these clothes or whatever it would be the shape i used to be in when i was healthy just felt the best um they're never going to tell you they don't want to stay in this shape um so like like so what's what's really the point of your timeline anyways when you know like like the the hilarious thing about this is that like people people worry about the difference and they don't actually logically worry about it but they worry about the difference between getting the job done and like you know 12 weeks versus maybe like three months versus six months. And we're talking about the difference of like, what, like, like percentages of the rest of your life, mm-hmm. like really, really um, unimportant differences in the grand scheme of things. Um, so like getting people to a point where they just stop worrying about like, in, like instant gratification of like, your, your, your success story that just probably isn't going to happen the way you wanted to. Like you got kids, like, 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 let's just worry about you, like enjoying the process more and stuff like that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Just being real. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Those are five great tips. I love that you, I love your rambling. Um, yeah. So the tangents can stay. <laughs> I do. I do this on client calls that I like. I honestly like talk like because I, I don't know if I, I don't even know where I'm going with everything, but this is kind of like the way I talk like, and I'll talk to like incoming like sales calls or something like consult calls or like mm-hmm. something I'll find later on. But oftentimes on consult calls, when the first time I've talked to someone, and I'll stop myself, I was like, oh my god, I'm talking way more than I'm supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, um, I. And they're like, no, 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 keep going. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so good. It's good when you get you on a roll and then then it's just like a, a chatism is happening, you know? As long as, as, long as it's like, um, as long as it's not just a, uh, a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> no, that's all this was. This was just all straight yeah. gibberish. <laughs> all right, Jad. Well, thank you seriously so much for taking time and for being on the podcast. Did you have fun? I did. Yeah, I had fun. Like I said, I'm always the one that has to stop talking. So um, it's good to get on and someone just lets you ramble a little bit. Yeah, it's good. It's good. For, I think all my listeners will really appreciate it because a lot of them, I would say like 75% of them are in a fat loss stage themselves. And, you know, everyone starts out, whether it be like brand like, new, brand new start or, um, you know, a restart from a previous um, attempt. And so kind of hearing the whole like, scheme the ups the downs and just the overview in hindsight is really important so that you know we do have like a a realistic expectation going into it yeah and like maybe last thing like i I talked i touched on the fact that like i gained 10 pounds i'm always worried to say that because like people trying to do this are really really worried about going backwards like i hope like you know if you're listening you get to a point where like you've gotten so much control out of this where if you go on vacation for six weeks and enjoy yourself and you come back four pounds heavier, you don't care very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're just like, Oh, I know how to dress this. And I know exactly why it happened. 
um, you know, like I drank and ate too much for six weeks. But you get back to your normal vegetables and lean proteins again and eating normal meals, it may get to a point where like it addresses itself without even like you have to calorie count. Yeah. You just go on a period and like you just kind of like diet it off for like a for an eight week period. Like like people need to realize that like if you actually last you know, longer than three months and like you, you start doing this stuff for long enough and get consistency, like you actually get skills. Right. You actually get better. Like, like the fact that I don't really like the fact that I've like gained, gained a little weight and I know exactly what to do with it. And like, you're just catching me at the right time when this all happened or the wrong time. <laughs> uh, it's always the right time to talk to you, Chad. The goingness about it, like, isn't because, like, I don't care that I gained weight or that, like, oh, I just feel great. Um, I actually, like, like, I actually, like, when I posted the other week, like, I felt crap, um, which means I want to do something about it. Yeah. Like, I have no, like, I have, like, I just don't have any, like, like, I'm skilled at this. It's something I can take care of quickly. And now that life is kind of back to normal, um, and I'm, and I'm taking more than 2,000 steps a day. <laughs> It's just a matter of time before I'm feeling better again. Actually, like, already. Yeah, have, see, but... that's awesome. And that's that's a good message to, for everyone out there to hear. Like, even a few days just being back on track can get you mentally in the groove. Yeah. And then you just ride that rhythm. You know, it's like your your progress, whether it's mental, physical, whatever, uh, is going to keep you motivated even in the times when you're not motivated. Just, like, remembering why, you know, and, like, remembering that feel good uh, will will kind of drive you to keep going. Exactly. So awesome. Um, for everyone listening, where can they find you um, on social media and the internet? Uh, right now, it is. Uh, it's you know, Instagram is the best place to get to me. Uh, it's at Chad Hargrove One. Why um, the one? You know, um, Ch- uh, Ch- Chad Hargrove. Oh, taken. I was gonna say it was like number one. Chad, Chad. I don't know. No. Uh, Oh, totally just uh i got on instagram i think late so oh me too um, it's okay so, so, uh, send me a DM, i'll answer um if you want to shoot me an email chat at chathardgrove.com um and if you search my name on uh facebook there's a, a pretty dormant um not to not to give you the heart cell <laughs> uh, uh, there's a page there that'll probably have some content on it at some point uh, i love it yeah chad's chad's page is amazing uh, he was actually one of the first pages I followed that created these incredible infographics, which now I create. And I remember just being like, damn, it just makes so much sense. And uh, yeah, then we met in person and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of your, your graphics, well, for one, they stepped up a notch lately, but so- someone informed me the other day, uh, I caught the comment randomly, but someone informed me, the Golden Pyramid isn't actually gold. And I was like, I can't believe the first person that I heard say that because of 300 comments on there. Um, that is so funny. You're totally right. You're, you're totally right. There's no gold in this place at all. <laughs> yeah, there isn't. I don't even know why I wrote that. You know, you know what's yeah, funny yeah. quickly about that post is I made that at like 2 a.m. when I was so overtired and I was like, I just need to make content for tomorrow. So I was making the pyramid and I was like, this is the stupidest post, whatever. I'm just going to post it. And then it kind of just like got a lot of traction out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, I think it's just because people like shapes. I genuinely think people just like, like, you know, it was clean. It was a nice triangle. 
people like side by side contracts. Yeah. Um, it hierarchy type stuff works really well. I tried to make them; they weren't nearly as good as that one. <laughs> it's my um, design um, background. But, I'll give credit to that. But, like, like I, I, I should, but I've never actually made like these graphics before I post them, like well before, like stock mm-hmm. post them. Uh, I basically make them and post them every time. So my, my best ideas always just come like I'm just walking down the street and I get an idea. I'm like pop into a coffee shop, make it. And I yeah. Go. They don't always come out good, but anyways, maybe you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, um, it did, it did break my um, Instagram <laughs> page for sure. <laughs> yeah. It, oh man. Yeah. That thing, that thing got spread around the time. <laughs> I mean, I saw 50 times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a little like overwhelmed actually, but it was good. I mean, it's helpful. And if it, if it helps people, then hell yeah, I'm about it. (laughs) Um, all right. So I will put a link to your, to your Instagram and site, um, below and yeah. Thank you so much, Chad, seriously for taking the time. And I loved, um, I'm sure everyone will appreciate all of your rambles. Hope it helps. And, uh, thanks for having me on. No problem. Enjoy the rest of Ottawa and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Alrighty, that wraps up another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and a huge shout out to Chad for being on the show and taking time to share his biggest fat loss tips. If you guys take anything from this show, it would be these three things. One, don't compare your journey to anyone else's. Ditch your timeline and focus on the process and being consistent. If you follow those three things, I guarantee you, you'll enjoy your fat loss journey so much more and it will take some of the pressure off yourself to be so perfect. After all, we are human. We're going to mess up, but the key is to just get right back on track and focus on consistency. So if you guys enjoyed the episode, please let me know. Give me a rating on iTunes or share it with a friend. That would mean the world to me. I'm really looking forward to touching base with you guys next week and have an awesome day.